0: It's great to be with uh, with all of you today. Um, just a a bit of a a greeting from our conference office. Um, we've had a fair bit of turnover in the last while because we've had some people who've done some retiring and uh, and so we have um, and people have stepped into different positions. and so uh, there's a bit of transition that's happening in our in our conference office, and one of the things that we've really wanted to make as a priority is that we want to be value added to you as a, as churches um emc has about uh 64 churches across canada i'm not sure if you knew 64 it's actually a, it, it was surprising for me i think when i when i first started realizing that we have churches uh in southern manitoba we have churches in in southern alberta in northern alberta in southern ontario um, we even have some in Saskatchewan, which is, uh, which is great, and we also have, uh, <laughs> I, my mom grew up in Saskatchewan, so I, I kind of, am a, I'm, yeah, okay, and, and the Bombers aren't playing this week, so I can say those kinds of things, right, so, uh, but what a privilege it is for me to join with you this morning um, as you commission Dion and Bryn as a pastor couple here. And also to say thank you to, uh, to what Mike and Alyssa have done for a long time, and it was great. Yesterday I got to serve together with Mike in different opportunities. We got to do a wedding together. I got to stand up front and he took pictures, and I told him not to take too many of me. You know, one of the things that has been really exciting is I've learned a little bit more about your church in being involved in the conference is to see the way that your church has brought up leaders from within. And the way that you have discipled and, and taught each other how to grow in your own leadership. And the, the opportunity that you've had to, to lead the way. And I, I know this be, because I've heard from other pastors. They've said, boy, it sure would be great if we could raise up leaders from within our church the way that Pleasant Valley has done that. And so as you uh, as you as a congregation just think about this, know that there are churches that are saying, I wish we could be more like Pleasant Valley. So let that be an encouragement for you today. Um, this morning I want to look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses, uh, 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 to 10. And kind of as a starting point for the encouragement that I'd like to leave with you as a church. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to speak some things especially for, uh, for Dion and Bryn as they're stepping into ministry. Um, but also to to us as a congregation as a whole, because I think it applies to all of us. When I first started in uh, full-time ministry, uh, vocational ministry, it was with Youth for Christ in Steinbach, and I was I was working under a guide named Jim Harms. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, larger than life for me, and taught me so much about what it means to follow after Jesus. Uh, one of the things that he drilled into us as as people who worked at Youth for Christ Steinbach, was 2 Timothy 2-2. You gotta keep remembering 2 Timothy 2-2, 2 Timothy 2-2, 2 Timothy 2-2. So by the time I think my first week was done, I knew what 2 Timothy 2-2 was. And I wanna share the verses not only 2 Timothy 2-2, but all, all the verses from 1 to 10, just to help you underst- help us to understand what it looks like. For for us to be commissioned and empowered as leaders, you know. Um, th- so let's take a look at some of these things. Uh, the first one is is this. If you look at uh, if, if you look at First Timothy two verses one to ten, it kind of gives a number of there's kind of three major sections that it kind of breaks up into. And the first one is this. It says, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. And that second half was the two, two, two verse. The goal that I want you to consider, Dion, and all of us as a church, is that it's important for us to multiply ourselves. It's not just about what can I do, and get things done but we actually need to get to the place where we're actively looking to reproduce ourselves invest relationally in the people that you're called to serve and that's one of those things that can be difficult as a pastor on occasion because when we invest relationally we be, we we realize that we actually need to become vulnerable with other people as well and there's a lot of weight that comes with being vulnerable with a large group of people as you develop relationships invest in those that you can multiply yourself through. And so there's going to be people who are going to naturally connect with what you're doing and what you're leading. Connect with them. Uh, Jesus didn't connect equally with everyone. With the crowd, he connected in, in a certain way. With the 12, with the disciples, he connected again. But then there was also individual disciples that he would pour more time into. Pour yourselves into the few who can then pour themselves into others. Multiplication is, is a greater investment than addition. There will be times that it's easier for you just to do things on your own. I think we've all been at that place. You know what, I'm just going to do it myself. But what I want to encourage you is to bring some along, someone along with you as you serve the church. And this is not just for those who are being commissioned as pastors. This is for all of us. It's actually part of our calling that we've been given as well we need to be actively involved in multiplying ourselves. Now, some of you with young families, you are understanding what it's like to multiply yourselves. This is called natural church growth. (laughs) Um, But actually one of the things that each of us is called to is to multiply ourselves, to find people who we can invest in, people who we can take and pour our lives into so they can in turn pour themselves into others, and in that way, we expand our reach. The second thing that I want us to consider is this idea of being commissioned and called, not only for pastors, but for all of us, is is that we need to embrace the cost and the benefits of ministry. Verses 3 to 7 of this section uh, of of, uh, this first part of of 2 Timothy 2 says, says this. It says, Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for they cannot please the officer who, enl- uh, for them they cannot please the officer who who enlisted them, and athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules, and the hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Think about what I'm saying, and the Lord will help you understand all of these things. And I have to admit, when I read this, I was trying to figure out exactly all of, all of what it was saying here. Uh, I looked at the idea of of we should suffer along with Christ Christ Jesus. As a good follower of Jesus, we should suffer along with him. And there will be times where uh, there will be suffering. But we should also be people who seek after God and realize that there's going to be benefits. And so embrace both the costs and the benefits of following Christ. And the cost and the benefits of ministry. You know, as a pastor, there's going to be costs. There's going to be time costs. Time where you would love to be doing something else, but you get to do something for the church that maybe is not your favorite thing to do. There's going to be emotional energy that's going to be taken up by being a pastor. There's going to be interruptions. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be lots of interruptions. You will probably not become one of the top five richest people in Canada. Maybe you will, but I'm saying you probably won't. But you know what, there are also costs to being a follower of Jesus. It says that the world is not going to understand us. It says that for followers of Jesus, there's going to be sacrifice. There will be difficulties. But all of these things are completely outweighed by the benefits. You know, being a pastor, there are some benefits. Um, Okay, let me just think for a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. There's lots and lots of benefits. One of the things that I found to be a huge benefit was that your time and your schedule will now be a little bit more flexible. Uh, There were things that I was able to do with my kids in their school time because I had the flexibility within my schedule. There were opportunities that I had to join and go along with people in doing different things um, because I had flexibility in my schedule. And the cool thing about this is that that Flexibility also gives you the opportunity to invest time in relationships. You finally have so much extra time. (laughs) I say that right, knowing all the different things that we're going to have to do. But there's going to be time where you actually have to invest in relationships. You know, you'll probably hear this. uh, Oh, that's I. You know, you get paid to hang out with people and probably just have coffee with them. And that's true. And it's wonderful because you have the opportunity to be able to invest relationally in people. It's an awesome thing to have time to actually prioritize relationships where you don't have to just run from one thing to the other, you can actually stay and spend some time interacting with people. As a pastor you'll have the profound privilege, this is one of the other benefits, to walk alongside people and youth in some of their most challenging situations. Not to scare you, but I remember the day that I got called to the hospital because one of my youth kid's fathers had taken a turn for the worse, was on life support, and actually his life support was going to be removed. It was a lousy day. But what an amazing privilege it was to be there in the room, to pray with them, to share that moment with them, and to forever be able to be linked with them. And it was beautiful. And it's something today that we can still share because we were there at the same time. There's going to be opportunities within youth ministry for you you folks to connect with students through some of their difficult situations. And it's actually this beautiful privilege of being invited into those moments. And I just hope that you embrace them. You'll also have the opportunity to see people that you've invested time and relationship in to choose Jesus, whether for the first time or choosing to pursue Jesus to a greater level. And I can think of the one night at Abundant Springs where uh, a group of us guys were sitting in a room and uh, we were talking about different things. And one of our guys who had just, I, it felt like he he really didn't have a whole lot of interest in Jesus, all of a sudden said to us, you know, guys, I, th- I think I'd like to accept Jesus. And we were all completely taken aback. And we had this beautiful moment of being able to actually say, well, you know, you can do that right here. And he's like, yeah, okay. And so we were, you know, basically ready for bed. And we led him through through a prayer to accept Jesus as his Savior. and And he prayed that. And then, you know, we're we're like kind of dumbfounded by this whole experience, exactly how this all went down and how it happened. And it was this beautiful thing to be able to share that moment of him being able to choose Jesus. Or this last year, this last summer actually, when I walked through, when I walked together with one of our, uh, well, I would, say, I would like to say young, young adults, but he's 30 already, so, uh, but a young father walking through a, his son's illness, And watching him in the midst of a really lousy time to choose to worship Jesus. When 10 years earlier, he was struggling with the idea of, is following Jesus worth it? To be able to see that transition and to see the way that, that God is working in the lives of people is a huge benefit and lastly, don't forget about Pastor Appreciation Month. It's in October, by the way, in case people are wondering. <laughs> you like that? Sorry. All right. But if we look beyond pastoral ministry, there are also benefits to following Jesus. In our calling calling to follow Jesus, uh, Psalm 32 says this, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who regard the Lord uh, who, whose record the Lord has cl- cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. What a beautiful thing to be part of God's family. You can have this community. And I sense it here, even as I, you know, I walked in the doors. Jesse talked about the, the hum of excitement uh, that as he walked in today. Uh, but for me, walking is as a, as an outsider to your community. Walking in and seeing the way that people were greeting each other. The way that people were taking... Wait a minute, I need to go talk to this person. The way that people welcomed and encouraged. And the, just the movement that was happening. For me, that's one of the great things about being a part of... of uh, being a follower of Jesus is that I get to be a part of that community. I can have the joy that comes from knowing that my sins are forgiven. I can... Have the joy that comes from just knowing that I can have complete interaction with Jesus. And we have hope. Now, this is one of the things that I would love to say. In, in our culture, in the last while, when it, when it comes to talking about the different issues and stuff that are, that's going on in the world, there's a lot of things that we can see as real, really negative. We can get really concerned about and yes, there's lots of things that we should, have our, we should be aware of and be concerned of. But one of the things that I want us as a conference to hold on to is that we have hope. We have hope in, as we look at these next, the next generation st- students who are coming up. We have hope because they are going to be able to step into situations and lead with strength and power like we've never seen before because God is the one who's equipping them. They are going to have a way better understanding of how to interact with things like technology and all of those things because they're not growing up learning about it for the first time. They're growing up in it. They have the opportunity to be able to see the way that God is working and ultimately the reason we have hope is because Jesus is still active and working. And so hold on to that. And so we have that beautiful picture. We can have that hope. We have eternity to look forward to. And we can talk about exactly how that eternity is going to look. But for me, the thing that I hold on to is that I know that I'm going to be able to have eternity with, with Christ to look forward to. And we've been forgiven. What a beautiful, beautiful benefit. So take all of those benefits Take all of the the things that are going to cost us things and realize that we need to step into all of those. Enjoy the benefits of being a pastor. Enjoy the benefits of being a follower of Jesus. Realize that it's going to cost us something, no matter whether we're in pastoral leadership or whether we're we're following Jesus. Thirdly, and this is the, the last one out of verses 8 to 10. It says this. Always remember that Christ Jesus, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news that I preach. And because I, am, because I preach this good news, I'm suffering and I've been in chains like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. So I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. This section teaches us to keep our focus on Jesus and his gospel. Guard your relationship with Jesus. Invest in your walk with Jesus. Remember that it's that your ministry is with Jesus, not just for Jesus. It is actually something that you get to join together with Jesus and, and do. Let the good news be the reason that we serve, and it's not just for for those in pastoral leadership. It's for all of us. The good news is the reason why we do what we do. There is no other reason that's worth it. And so we step into this wonderful opportunity to serve Jesus because of what he's done for us. You know, you can help a lot of people by being a nice person, but it is only when we introduce people to the good news that transformation can really happen. Those are the three sections that I want us to remember from. 2 Timothy 2, 1-10. And the last prayer that I have for you as a congregation is to seek God together. John 17, 20-24 says, I'm praying not only for these disciples but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. And in case you're wondering, that's us. I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one as, uh, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, and this is Jesus speaking to the Father, so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they, may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given to me to be with me where I am, then they can see all the glory that you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. This is my prayer for you as a congregation. I want Jesus wants you to know that he loves you so much. And he wants you to take that good news of his love for you and to hold that together as a family and to remind each other together that we are loved by God. And then he wants that beautiful picture of this community loving each other together to be an example to the, to the rest of our community and to the people that you interact with so that they in turn would be able to see Jesus. Dion and Bryn, you need the church for your own spiritual growth in order to experience the fullness of God. Don't forget it. But church, you also need to let Dion and Brynn help to lead you towards Jesus. This is the opportunity, this beautiful relationship that happens between a pastor and the people that they have chosen to, or that they've been called to serve, is that as a pastor, I need I need the encouragement that comes from the congregation. I need the opportunity for me to grow in my faith. I've said this at times, and you can come and argue with me later, but sometimes I really believe that one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I've been, I was called to be a pastor, is so that I would, so that, as a way to ensure that I would continue to follow Jesus. Because actually it's one of the ways that I have been encouraged to follow Jesus is because There was a group of people that were relying on me to lead them. And were relying on me to to be able to step into those opportunities. And I pray that for, for you as well. That you would be able to realize your need for this congregation. And congregation, I pray that you would be able to demonstrate love well. That you would be encouraging and this is my prayer, as you continue to seek Je- that you continue to seek Jesus, as you live out the commission that God has called you to. Not just in pastoral ministry, but as followers of Jesus, we've been called. Let's pray together. Father God, we are so grateful, as we see Thanksgiving approaching. Uh, There's a lot to be grateful for. The way that you have worked in each one of our lives, the, the amazing gift of salvation that you have given to each one of us. God, we are so humbled that you love us so much that you would send your son to die on the cross for us. We are so grateful that he didn't stay in the grave, but that he rose back to life, that he appeared to many and that he is now seated at your right side. And God, we we want to embrace the commission and the calling that you have given to each one of us. God, would we be people who would live out that good news to the people around us? Would we be people who would embrace that love that you have given to us and would actually believe it, that you actually love each one of us? And then I pray that that would radiate to the people around us. And I pray for Dion and Bryn that as they step into this leadership position, That you would remind them that you are with them. That nothing that they can do can separate you, uh, separate them from your love. And I pray that they would be able to step into this opportunity and do great things because of you. God, we are so looking forward to the way that you are going to work in the lives of young people. The ways that you are going to work in different areas of the church because of their faithfulness as they serve. God, we worship you and we give you praise. All glory be to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.